thing, you know, we're in the business of going fast and so are the teams and, um, you know, they, they push it to the absolute limits and sometimes over it and that, that's what happens. And the full credit to Shane, you know, he just, just merged into the, into the family as if he'd been there all along. I was embarrassed for that race to restart in Tasmania. Dumb shit like that, that just isn't acceptable. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, the post-Bathurst talk. Craig, it was an amazing weekend. It was. How it ebbed and flowed for a number of different teams. The winner was certainly one of the most popular that we've seen in recent times. And... uh, well, we've called this show The Ecstasy and Agony for a reason, haven't we, uh, Tony? Indeed, and, and it was another great race and another Triple Eight win. Uh, win number seven for Craig, number five for Stevie. And the clan, the Richards clan, now have 12 between father and son. One of the things that was fascinating to see was it was the second largest crowd ever. Uh, just bumped off by, I think, only hundreds of the 2012 record of 207,000 over the four days. But it was a fantastic event. Um, clearly, oh, the low light, which you wouldn't have uh, had to suffer, was listening to James Rain doing the national anthem. He murdered it. I look, I could almost say, James, you're obviously a New Zealander because you would not sing the national anthem like it was atrocious. But anyway, that was only a moment at the time. It was the uh, largest crowd. Um, it was a great imaginable for David, having led for the majority of the race, that, uh, cr- you know, the cramp that uh, David got, obviously a symptom of um, four or five days being worn down daily. Mm. And we certainly hear about that in more detail in the interview coming up later in the show where he, he talks us through it. Indeed. Um, a number of things. David did get a new lap record, which was his own record from 2016. He brought it from a two minutes um, 0.27 from 2016 down to a 6.14. And they were amazing laps at the end of the race um, with uh, regular six seconds being cut by all of the the top competitors. Just looking very quickly, uh, there were some real surprises. Of course, it took Jamie losing a wheel. Paul Dunbrell was driving car one, but losing a wheel for them to actually... uh, fall off the uh, the, the, the uh, winner's podium, um, but at least they climbed back to 10th. Amazing job, uh, isn't Shane it? Shane was not a... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shane wasn't a, a real uh, contender at any stage during the day. Um, they had to double stack, and that lost them. Ideas. Um, there are, a, you know, a couple of really good stories in it. Certainly uh, Scotty McLaughlin, no, sorry, the Scotty Pye and... Uh, uh, Warren Luff, yet again, this is the uh, second in a row for them on uh, second place. That was terrific and certainly make up for James uh, Courtney, uh, Jack Perkins' early failure. I uh, certainly was great to see the fact that uh, finally Scotty McLaughlin got on the uh, podium and it's only a matter of time before he's on the top step. Good to see the fact that both uh, GRM with Tander in uh, sixth place with Chris Pither and Brad Jones' car, the uh, Percat Jones car, that came back home in seventh. Uh, that was terrific to see because, uh, you know, those teams work very hard and, and they have consistently have been 
very competitive at Bathurst. Um, there are a number of other things, Craig. I can't remember any off heart, but uh, I've got a certainly couple. the Nissan team weren't. Yeah, the Nissan team weren't certainly uh, mentioned in dispatches. No, but um, I've got to say, like. The winner gets the drive of the race, obviously. But Scott Pye and Warren Luff up 16 positions, Tony. Scott Pye and Warren Luff up 16 positions. A fantastic effort. Who do you reckon was the second best improvement on their starting position? Oh, no, you got me there. You'll have to uh, enlighten me there. Second best improvement. Admittedly, they were starting out of 26 was Simona Di Silvestro and Alex Rullo. They finished in 14th, right, okay. and I I am quite happy to say that I was very impressed with that drive. Um, yes, it's 14th, yep. but you've got 12 positions in that. Um, yeah. Two DNFs, so you don't have to beat them at any stage, but then you've, you've driven past a number of well-credentialed drivers to get up to 14th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing was, of course, yet again, um, a large number of finishes on the same lap, you know, largely because mm. of uh, safety cars allow teams to get back that lap that they drop early. Uh, it was certainly a wonderful uh, spectacle to watch. TV did a good job on it. Um, and it was uh, great form by Erebus to get first and third on the grid. Uh, unfortunately, the young blokes who had done such a cracking job uh, had a couple of things happen. One was a, a door coming loose, which gave him one pit stop. And that and was on lap one. Did for Squally. That was on yeah, lap one yeah. that it came. Uh, it came it, I, I, you know, it, it's amazing that uh, we can see uh, they pitted. I don't think they fell out of the top fifteen with the, with the tape job that they did. Um, yes, but it all went south at the end of the race. Indeed. But certainly Duke Pasquale and Brown have uh, certainly shown their uh, their hand and they will certainly be a a uh, well and truly a target in future years for uh, other teams to look at and uh, be uh, well and truly on the, on the pace. So after the break, we'll have Craig Lowndes and Stevie Richards discussing their win. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we're able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to uh, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Craig Lowndes and Stephen Richards, I'm going to do something different. 20 years since you won with Brighty in November. Congratulations. It's uh, surreal that we're that old. There's another... There's another weird stat. It's 40 years since Dad won his first Bathurst. Jesus. Numbers? Yeah, so no, they're very, very, very cool. Very cool, yeah. What's, Craig, for you, last full-time drive? There's a lot made about it, but is it hugely different just, you know, having to eat your sandwiches early and go out at lunchtime? No, no, I think that's... Uh, oh, look, it is, it is more emotional this year because knowing that you're potentially now not going to qualify the car ever again, 
um, which, which is, you know, is part and parcel of being a co-driver. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was really important to try and get into the top ten this weekend to, to try and just really enjoy the moment. And uh, we're able to do that. The top ten didn't go quite to plan, but, you know, we, we got in there. So, yeah, it was just you do think of those little things along the way. You have had such an amazing career here. Have you had so many things go wrong leading up to a win? <laughs> no, no, and I think that uh, we actually do have in, the, in our transporter a bus steering wheel. So if the power steering does fail, we at least be able to circulate and drive the car. So the boys did joke about putting that on the car or in the car. So um, it was just that, like, we'll obviously debrief after this weekend and go home and find out exactly the... The, 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 the interesting thing is we found a number of things along the way when we tried to analyse the problems. And every time we found something, we thought, oh, that'll fix it. And it didn't. And we find something else. And we think, oh, that, that'll cause it. That didn't fix it. So I don't know what the end of the day, what we actually did find to fix it, but... They were pulling their hair out in the end. Like they changed racks like four or five times, you know, pumps, um, pressure relief valves. In the end, they just completely changed the whole system, made up new hoses, did everything. The race, though, it, you know, everyone jokes about qualifying laps. It's a sprint race, Steve. But the sessions you were in, you were running as hard as you've ever run here. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, when the car's good and it, and it's and it's confidence inspiring to drive it, it's not hard believe me you know you, you put your foot on the brake at the same place you, you try and, and and you're always you're always trying to think ahead a little bit as to how how I guess how you can add value to the end result as a co-driver so it's things like you know if you can safely get past someone that gives you a bit of track position but if you can't get someone get past someone you can save some fuel well it means when you come to do your pit stop you're going to spend less time putting fuel in the car so it's just, it's always, you're always thinking, you know, but you, what was really good today was... Says it, didn't it? What was really good today is, is we, could see, we could see the leaders for the whole day. You know, they were only just, just going up the hill if they were in front and they were, really weren't getting away. So when it's, when it's like that, you can actually do a little bit more, you know, you can actually save a bit more fuel and you can do a few other things. So it worked out really well. And Craig, when did you get a tip-off that Dave was struggling? Uh, when I was passing him, to be honest. Like, we, we struggled the, the, the stint before. We were right behind him on the restart. We stayed with him for about, I think, eight or nine laps, and then we started to fade away and really just didn't have the tyre life that he had at that time. Um, but then, then, of course, you, you never know how the track evolves. And, uh, and then we really just made a couple of little clicks of bar adjustment and the car switched on, uh, managed to close the gap. So I don't know if he was having issues. I think he probably was starting to have the fatigueness going on. And, uh, of course, allowed me to close the gap. I passed him into turn two. Um, then we knew that they actually had less fuel to put in than we did. So then you're trying to still push to get a gap. Um, and then we caught, and then we came out after that last rotation in front of him, or just in front of him. And then from that point on, he got a drive-through penalty for spinning the wheels. Um, and then, of course, he had his own issues. So it, it's it's a shame because they, they were a very fast car this weekend, and, and they credit to them. Um, but it's just obviously something that they'll they'll work at and uh, for next year, make sure that, that that doesn't repeat. Did it? Did anything go wrong during your stint? Yeah, I hit the wall twice. Um, I haven't told anyone yet, but uh, <laughs> coming out of the uh, the cutting, I, I actually had a bit of understeer and got on the throttle, and it just it hit it flat. Um, and then the other one was uh, Forest, yeah, Forest Elbow. So uh, yeah, so anyway, it's it's what what it what is. And Steve, 
what did you think? Because you're doing a bit of bushwhacking. Yeah, I, I, um, I parked it in the gravel in the pit entry there um, when it went a little bit too deep coming into to pit. And for, fortunately, though, I, I, I was pretty pretty sure it wasn't going to be an issue. The car went in reasonably sensibly. Grabbed reverse, got going. It's not n- not something I'm proud of. Don't get me don't get me wrong. <laughs> Rookie mistake. But, yeah, but it didn't. It didn't. Um, thankfully, it didn't affect the outcome. And and the seconds didn't. I was I was pretty pleased with. It. I don't know if your first Bathurst win you set a race record, but you certainly your most recent Bathurst win today. It's a remarkable speed record. Very, very. Um, did it reset the record today? I think you did. Yeah. Yeah, it's the fastest. And six safety car laps in the in the total, which uh, means the officials weren't pulling the trigger when you know there was a couple of opportunities you thought they could. Oh, yeah, I think they, they, they pulled the safety car when it was justified. Um, but, you know, yeah, you're right. Like, when you've got a six, seven, eight second gap, you just don't know if there's a grain of salt on the on the track that you're thinking, is that going to be enough? And, and I actually remembered, like, two laps to go, I could start smelling rubber, like burnt rubber in the car. And I wasn't sure, and I said to Steve, I said, after the race, I said, like, I started to worry because is, was it coming off our car? Was our tyre rubbing on a guard or was there something going on? And then, of course, got down to Forest Elbow and I got out of there and there was Tim Slade smoking away. So I was really thankful that the smell that I could smell wasn't coming from our car. But all those things go through your head. And what goes through your head? You've stood there before and watched him do it. Yeah, I mean, you just you know, you know that the, the race has never won. You know, I've been... I think I've been standing there with, with 14 laps to go and, and had the race taken away f- from being in a strong position. So, uh, you know, to me, until he got to that last... He got, when he got to the top of the hill on the last lap, I sort of started to actually... Um, of course, you always know that it's not going to be Craig that's going to have, have the drama, but it could be something else. It could be to run over something, get a flat tyre, whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, really. You know, I, I just... If you had said to me when I was a young fella, would you would you ever win Bathurst? I would have said, no, nah, you're kidding me. I'd just like to try and get there. And yet alone, here today we stand with, with a pretty fair record. <laughs> Irish, he had a, a baptism of fire. He now is a, an engineer that's won Bathurst. How do you feel for him? Oh, I'm delighted. I'm really relieved because you, know, you saw the motion out of his face at Tassie when we first won. Well, first got on the podium, then the next day we backed up with a pole and a win. And it's just you know, the motions of, the, of this side of the garage, it's just really amazing because you know, we, are, we are part of Triple Eight, but we are sort of divorced in one sense. So to see the, the emotions in this side of the garage was really incredible. And then, of course, to back it up with this, you know, he's an up-and-coming, you know, a brilliant engineer. He's probably the most um, rookie of all the three that we've got, but they all have their own individual traits, and they all work really well together. And I think that what he doesn't know, he asks, um, and, and, he, and he relies and, and works off the other two. And, and it's really good to see. And I think that, uh, you know, really for us, the last couple of years, we've really developed a really strong um, engineering group, and I think that that will continue on. And, uh, you know, it, it's, I'm just really pleased for him. And, and you know, I hope both of us are very, very happy to be able to, to give him a win here because, you know, anything on a CV that has a Bathurst victory is a good thing. And was that the uh, most positive response for a Richards member on the podium? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, a few years ago. Actually, he, Dad got a fair, fairly good response for his last, last win when he called everyone a pack of nice people, so... Um, yeah, that was it was good, but I think lucky I had an old mate here on the, <laughs> on the podium. Otherwise, it could have been a different story. Poor old Scotty and, and Alex, like yeah, they didn't deserve that. That, that right. was crazy. He's a superstar. Finally, I wanted to talk to you about you two being uh-huh. the veterans, and uh, I can see Jim coming in. So, Steve, you might want to <laughs> duck off. Yeah. But uh, no, finally, 
Will Brown and Tom D. Pasquale, two rookies, yep. and uh, you know they were one of the cars you could just see ahead of you at the, at the beginning of the race. What oh, was yeah. your thoughts of that performance? Oh, they did a fantastic job this weekend. They've got to be really proud. Like Erebus as, as a whole, they have to be really proud. They didn't get the result at the end of the day, but what they did and the car speed they had in both cars, and those two particular young guns you know, really did a great job. Like Will was, real, I think, probably benefited from doing the Super 2, uh, program and doing laps around here is invaluable. So for him, I think it was a great credit to him and uh, and to Erebus and, and, and Anton. I think that he you know, to qualify the way he did in the top ten, that was a mature drive. Like and that, he didn't make a mistake. He, he was quicker than anyone at this at that given point. Um, so that, I think there's got a lot of positives to hopefully come out of that garage. Does it, uh, with a bit of grey in the red now, does it make you feel a bit comfortable that I only have to do the co-driving up against some of these young guys? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the young guys, they're, they're, they're like I was when I was in my early 20s. You know, they're, they're desperate to get a result. They're desperate to prove their point and stamp their, stamp their mark on the sport. And um, it, it's great to see. You know, I've had a, had a little bit to do with Will Brown this year through doing some Super 2 stuff with Eggleston Motorsport. And he's a, he's a fantastic young guy. And, um, you know... Anton, Anton's lap in, in the shootout was pretty special because usually what happens is as the day is getting cooler, generally the guys at the back just keep getting faster and faster and faster and faster. And he was the second car out. Second car out, and to do that was, was unbelievable. So great to see the hands in the future of Australian uh, supercars and motorsport in general is in, in pretty safe hands. Well, guys, thanks very much for the time this evening and congratulations once again. Fantastic yeah. ever. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as yeah, supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. David Reynolds, Luke, on such an amazing weekend. That's something you have to just take with you, that everything the team did was going the right way. Well, highest performing team in most sessions in the race. Highest performing co-driver, led the most laps. Ridiculous how the result went. I'm, I'm gutted. I'm just bitterly disappointed, mainly in myself. When did it come on? Uh, in the first, I don't know. Um, oh. You were battling with it most of the day. It's been battling all week, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday I was probably on seventy percent. Today I'm on fifty percent. The races took it out of me. But when they put me in at like a, when uh, when you finished like ninety four or something, um, the car was really hot. And I was pitching on the radio. I had no air. I don't, know, I don't think they. I, don't know, I, was, I was really hot. I must have just drained all my fluid there, and um, started losing my mind. There's a part where the screen. I thought the screen was foggy, like really dirty. And then they did the tear off, and it didn't go away. My eyes were fucked. My vision was all. And that, that stint, I was still pulling away, like I was still making good speed. Yeah, unbelievable what happened. I just can't believe it. And then I started to lose my brain worse 
and then he caught me and then my legs were cramping badly I was trying to tell myself that just push through it and I couldn't tell if I was on the brake or on the throttle half the time um, it was the most pain I've ever been in my life Dave, the good. like there was a, a knife in the back of my, back of my car. The good thing is you're back in the car in two weeks' time, and with that speed, you'll be looking good again. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But you know, this is the one you come for. This is the one you want to win. We wanted to be, you know, double champion in a row, and just we had it all. We had it all in front of us, all ready to be taken. Didn't happen. Commiserations, and we look forward to seeing you back on track soon. Thanks, man. Luke, uh, what is it? Was it like when you you called up right at that last point to to you know? And it's a split second decision. Get ready, but you're you're on tender hooks. Yeah, you know you know the race is going badly if you need to get back in. So uh, I've learnt from many years of doing this that you've got to be prepared to do it. So I prepared myself well, got the massages, fluids, made sure that I was right if, if, if I needed to go, and unfortunately I didn't need to go. Obviously we should have probably put me in with 20 laps to go. Um, yeah, it's in hindsight. So obviously hindsight's a good thing, but yeah, got it. I mean, to, to lead, I don't know, over 100 laps, sort of doing it relatively easy, and yeah, anyway, it's just gutting. What... How long did you know Dave was struggling for? I, I didn't know he was struggling. I wasn't. I didn't have the radio on. I was just getting myself prepared. Uh, I had no idea. So uh, first I heard about it was when the guy said, he's cramping, get ready. I was like, shit. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Leading all those laps and, and achieving all those little milestones across is what you have to now concentrate on, I guess, and it's no substitute, but it does show that what you're doing with the team and what the team's doing itself is, is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. We'll come back next year. We'll have a similar setup. The car will be just as fast, hopefully, and uh, we can do it again, you know what I mean? But uh, it's, it's a long time to, before that race. This is the race you want to win, absolutely. Yeah, we've got Gold Coast in two weeks' time, but no one gives cares about that race, <laughs> to be honest, in comparison to this one. After winning it last year, you know nothing else matters. You really don't. So um, that's why it's even more disappointing this year and probably makes last year even more special. Mm. Luke, all the very best. Two weeks time, you're back on the Gold Coast. And uh, in, as you said, at least you're back in the car quickly. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll forget about this quickly and, and get on with it. You know, we've got to prepare and try and... It'd be nice to get three poles out of the three enduros. That'll be a good start for Davey if we can bounce back for that. I don't think anyone's done that before, so that'll be a good thing we can try and then hopefully get a surfboard. Will Brown, an amazing rookie debut at Bathurst. How do you sum it all up? Oh, well, I probably didn't do a lot at the start of the weekend, you know. As rookies, it was wet. Um, everyone was probably questioning what we were doing. You know, two rookies coming to Bathurst. It was wet Wednesday, uh, well, Thursday, Friday. We're just sitting in the pits. So we, we were pretty confident that it wasn't going to rain on the weekend. So we decided, you know, no point risking the car. We were happy, did a couple of wet runs. But uh, I really didn't get any time in the car till, uh, till warm-up on Sunday morning. Um, but, you know, Anton, to, to jump in at qualifying and no dry laps on the track and to get in the top ten shootout, like, that's bloody cool. Like, you know, he's, he's done an awesome job. So, uh, no, so did that and uh, top ten shootout in 
like once again a mega job like for Anton to qualify third it was sick and uh, you know for, for him to get the start and uh, you know the two Penrite cars two Erebus cars to lead the way over the mountain was just awesome so uh, you know obviously our day didn't end like that but for two rookies we gave it everything we had and uh, obviously we came unstuck in the end but hey we'll uh, hopefully come back fighting again next year what was uh, what was very interesting is the way that uh, you've been able to pick up the idiosyncrasies of Erebus so quickly. You did that at uh, Sandown, and you're able to translate that even better this weekend. Oh, I love the cars. The cars are great. They handle awesome. Obviously, they are probably the quickest car here this weekend. We just uh, bad luck to Dave. You know, I, he was, you know, led 111 laps or something. So really disappointing. But I love Erebus. Like they've got the best atmosphere ever. Like you know, it's such so positive and uh, you just feel really relaxed there so no stress just yeah the team environment couldn't get any better I've hit my feet running there and uh, I'm loving every part of it when you're speaking to Anton who's been overseas and he's had all that other type of experience which you haven't had the chance to try yet does that get you sort of thinking which way should I go or you think the supercar path is the only one for you no I'm going to supercars that's it it's pretty determined yep definitely that's where I want to end up on performances like this weekend and on top of what you've been doing in the Super 2s, it's not going to take too long, you wouldn't hope. Hopefully. We'll see where we go. But, I'd, you know, one day I want to be there and hopefully I'll be here for many more years to come, but we'll see. Tough finish, but fantastic weekend overall. Yeah, tough overall, but I think we can take heaps of positives out of this weekend, you know, like what Anton did and myself. Uh, I think we're really happy. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. After the break, we'll have Warren Luff discussing his second place in the second year in a row, along with Alex Bremer. And his podium. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie's Grand Prix and I just remind myself of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport, but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Warren Luff, congratulations. Another podium here at Bathurst and uh, a remarkable, a remarkable co-driving career. Yeah, look, it was it was great to obviously get the podium again. And uh, two years in a row, we finished second. And two years in a row, we did it the hard way. Last year, we started twentieth. Uh, this year, we started eighteenth. But um, look, the guys did a great job all day. They um, they got the strategy absolutely bang on. The boys and the crew did amazing jobs with all the pit stops. Obviously, the uh, the brake disc change was a was a new thing for everyone. Uh, and our guys absolutely nailed it. So um, look, Scotty drove a faultless race in that last sort of triple stint that he had to do. Um, I was that nervous. I went and sat in the caravan and watched the F1. So with twenty to go. I didn't really watch much of the V8 race. I was just walking around in circles in the garage. I was like, I can't handle this. So, um, yeah, but, like, it was great, obviously, to have Michael here this weekend and, obviously, our partners from Booster out here from America. And, uh, yeah, it's a, a great result for the whole team. Obviously, disappointing on the other side of the garage for Car 25. That had some great speed all weekend. But, um, yeah, very happy and very proud of the whole team. There was absolutely no lunchtime driving for the co-drivers. The uh, laps you were having to pull off uh, right across every session was remarkable. And... and and equal to what the uh, 
the lead driver had to do. Yeah, again, and that's down to the car that the team were able to give me. Um, we, we didn't probably start the day with the best car out there, but as the as the track evolved and the weather conditions changed, our car kept getting better and better, and we kept tuning it as the track changed. So uh, it was a it was a really good car to drive, and um, yeah, we were able to do the lap times like um, for for both Scotty and I. It was just we knew that we had to sort of press on hard right from the start to to be able to get ourselves back in the race, and uh, and we were able to do that. And you, you can only you can only get the podium here if you've got a fast car, and the, and the boys did that for us today. Twelve months ago, when you were here, you, we had the announcement of the uh, the new entity starting up this year. Being with the team over this period, how have you seen the change? Yeah, look, there's been there's been a lot of changes uh, within the team, and uh, it's been a it's been a great sort of uh, it's great to be a part of and, and to see those changes. And obviously, uh, with our technical director Carl Foe starting with the team and uh, and what he's been able to bring along, um, yeah, it's 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 great to sort of be there and, and to be able to reward everyone on the team um, two years in a row with another Bathurst podium. Uh, again, obviously, uh, feel a little bit sort of disappointed to miss out on the top step, but also it was very special to to share that podium with. Craig on his last full-time drive here at Bathurst and, and to see the fan reaction. I've been lucky enough to stand on the podium when I co-drove with Craig before, um, but yeah, to stand there and, and, to, and to be there with a mate more than anything else was very special. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations and uh, I guess you'll uh, finish it off trying to get some surfboards. Yeah, yeah, Gold Coast in two weeks' time, so uh, looking forward to that one and uh, yeah, wouldn't mind getting a couple more surfboards for the collection as well. Alex Bremer, congratulations, third place at Bathurst, another podium here. What does this one feel like? Yeah, feels good. Uh, very nice here to be on the podium again in Bathurst 2016-18. Uh, I was coming more for, for the win uh, for this weekend, but uh, unfortunately, yeah, we couldn't make that, that happen. I mean, Triple Eight, yeah, they were like super fast and yeah, they did a fortless weekend, uh, especially during the race. But yeah, I mean, always happy to be in third in Bathurst, yeah. As you get ready for the Gold Coast now, does this result give you a, a lot more confidence? Because it was a low after Sandown. Yeah, I mean, we had always had good confidence, even in Sandon, for sure. The, the, the speed from the car was not there in Sandon, but uh, yeah, I mean, we had a good, strong car here. Last week, last year in uh, Gold Coast, we had a strong car too. I think we're still good, yeah, for the Pro-Take uh, Endurance uh, Championship. So let's try, yeah, uh, to do good things in Gold Coast. There's like two races, so we finish P4 in Sandon, P3 here, let's do P2 and P1, and yeah, then the job will be done. Yeah, your day was not without incident, and uh, I think you watched Scotty run off once, and then you've gone off as well. How, how are the emotions when one you see your teammate do it, and then you find yourself in a similar situation? Yeah, I mean the emotion is always hard, especially when you are like behind the scene. I mean, uh, uh, outside of the car, but uh, yeah, I mean Scott, yeah, uh, did an amazing job uh, for sure. Yeah, when he came, like. Uh, at the chase, yeah, uh, I think that was behind, uh, yeah, uh, Moffat. Yeah, he went a little bit wide, and yeah, for sure now with the car that they are going faster, when you go through the, the chase corner, it's kind of harder, especially, you, yeah, you don't have any much more, da- uh, less downforce, so yeah, the car is very tricky to drive, and yeah, I've been caught in the same situation, and uh, yeah, uh, instead of... Uh, Keeping on the brakes and doing a flat spot on the tire, I just decided yeah, just to clear off the brakes and yeah, go straight and uh, pass the corner like this. Which I think that was yeah, the smartest idea. I think there was a lot of drivers went there, like uh, David Reynolds. So there's a lot of drivers went there. So I mean, the good things about the chase on that corner, it's at least yeah, we don't have a, a big uh, a gravel trap or a wall that at least yeah, we can escape, which I did. 
but yeah, no, it was good driving. Very happy about the boys, yeah, what they did, and uh, yeah, looking forward for Gold Coast. How do you see the team's development over the 12 months since you were last racing? Yeah, I mean, it's always developing. There's new person yeah, coming into the the team, which is good, yeah, because it's bringing some uh, new knowledge, new experiences, and uh, yeah, looking forward for the new Mustang uh, for next year. It's going to be uh, especially co- something yeah, very new uh, from uh, a four doors car to a coupe so yeah looking forward yeah to to drive the car and when ludo's talking to you about it that must excite you to get back here next year yeah for sure i mean ludo or lord the other guys yeah i i could see like some some uh, few few pictures from the car yeah it's looking good and uh yeah i lo- i mean everything is going good yeah in that team yeah right now i'm since two years there uh really happy about the organization and all of that so, yeah, looking forward for, for the next two years, yeah. Well, you're looking for a surfboard next uh, time <laughs> out as well. Yeah, for sure. I've got uh, plenty of surfboard now on my, uh, uh, on my uh, garage, so I'll try yeah, to, to bring one or two. Yeah. Two will be better, uh, but, yeah, try at least yeah, to get one. Well, all the best. Thank you very much. Yeah. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Craig, as somebody who didn't attend the race but uh, was relying on various pieces of information off the mountain, I was fascinated to see in the Herald Sun, and it was the same in the Telegraph, that they put the whole starting grid down. That's terrific. I'm really pleased that the newspaper, I think they devoted six pages to it, with a large article about Davy Reynolds and Erebus and, you know, all the great work done by them. But they missed one vital point, that instead of putting down the sponsor's name, which is the reason that sponsors get involved, they listed things like Erebus Motorsport. Triple Eight Race Engineering, Brad Jones Racing, WAU Racing. None of the people involved in this sport want to see the name of a race team put down there. It has no relevance because when people are looking on the track, if they're not looking for a car number, they're looking for the name of the sponsor. They know Scotty McLaughlin's a shell car, not as it's listed here, which is um, Racing Team Australia. What the heck is that? Racing Team Australia. It's the Shell V-Power car. I don't know which imbecile, you know, maybe James James Phelps yet again was showing his class and lack of knowledge of the sport, but the sponsors want to see their names next to it. The drivers want to see the names of the sponsors next to it. Team owners, everybody involved in this sport, don't put WAU Racing. It's irrelevant, totally irrelevant. No wonder the sport has a problem trying to get uh, sponsors involved when they're looked after by this way by someone as commercial who works for a person like Ruben Murdoch. Craig, what did you see of that? Well, I didn't see that. Uh, However, what I did see is when I got home, I watched uh, ABC Offsiders and I heard Gideon Haig announce that that was Craig Lowndes' last ever drive this weekend on the mountain. It's a worry when you know a major mainstream program on sport with the leading journalists across various disciplines of sport can get our biggest race and and some simple details wrong and that is one of the things that supercars must be uh, very frustrated about the fact that uh, people can say Craig Lowndes won't be driving anymore indeed uh, i actually watched that show as well and, you know, they had 20 minutes of horse racing, three or four minutes of the test in uh, Dubai uh, between Pakistan and Australia. 
um, something about the women's cricket that uh, beat New Zealand 3-0, and yet there was only 10 seconds, if that, devoted to Bathurst, where 200,000 people went for four days. How atrocious is the ABC for just ignoring the sport? Quite atrocious. Absolutely, they should be ashamed of themselves. Mm. And certainly anyway, for someone who grew up on country another. television, that's the only way we saw motorsport, really, was through the ABC. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And, and of course, we know that Will Hagen, uh, for many, many years, did a fantastic job in getting the sport onto ABC. And on Sunday nights, his reports would ring around the country. But at the moment, you have to say the ABC is doing its worst to present an image and a story about motorsport. Fortunately, this year, they, uh, ABC Radio Grandstand had engaged Tim Hodges, who uh, has worked with their a- AFL coverage and is the producer of Foxtel's most successful program, AFL 360, and he is a, a mad car racing, uh, car racing fan to at least bring uh, the stories up to date there because... Um, Whilst last year they were using their New South Wales football commentators, uh, this year at least they had someone who knew the intricacies of motorsport reporting on motorsport, which is a step up in my view. All right. Well, that's it for another week of Inside Supercars. Enjoy the words of the uh, podium drivers and others, and we look forward to bringing you news on next week's Inside Supercars from Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.